Well, good morning, church. I know there might be some new folks here today, and I especially welcome you if you are one of our preschool families today here for the Blessing of the Backpacks, Um, and any of you who might be visiting for the first time. We are so glad that you're here with us celebrating this day. But for those of you who are regular attenders, you may have noticed that today's worship is a little bit different than usual. We've had a great skit highlighting the talents of our youth. We don't normally have that. We've learned more about our new children's Sunday school that will be beginning this fall. And you might have noticed some new faces, some liturgists who will be participating in worship this morning. Well, all of these things are to make the best sermon illustration possible for the New Testament scriptures we just heard. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And in Romans, the Apostle Paul reiterates, for as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Church, Today, we are celebrating and being the church. We all have different spiritual gifts, but we are all part of something bigger than ourselves. Paul calls that the body of Christ. Another image is of a family. Now, everyone in your family is who makes up your family. I know, that's pretty obvious. You might wish that you didn't have that crazy uncle or annoying sibling or embarrassing parent, teenagers, but all of those people and you make your family who you are. Well, in the church, all of us, everybody who has a spirit has a spiritual gift, and we are all part of the body, the family of God. Nobody has been left out. There's diversity and variety, and because God is the one who has given us each of us a specific gift or gifts, all of us and all of those gifts are important. In the Corinthian church, in that passage that we read, Paul is addressing that church because there were some people in that church that were saying there was one gift more important than the other. They thought that speaking in tongues was the most important. Now, in Presbyterian churches, that may not be a problem, but Paul is saying that all of the gifts are necessary. There's not one gift or one person more important than another. All of us together make up this family, this church. Recently, our family moved, and uh, we had to get some new furniture, and there was this one bed that I specifically wanted that I found online. It was the first time I've ever bought furniture sight unseen online, I was a little nervous about it, but when it arrived, I was glad that it was as beautiful as I had seen it. Now, the only problem was my husband and I had to put it together. My husband, Phil, was already annoyed because I had made him put together a bunch of Ikea furniture for my kids' rooms, and he was just over it. But there was this particular upholstered bed that I wanted, and I showed him the picture of this bed, and I even said to Phil... I love this bed. What do you think? And he said, I don't like it at all. Well, that was the wrong opinion, so I ordered it anyways. (laughs) 
So you can imagine he was super excited when this bed came in seven large boxes. But we opened all these boxes and laid out all the furniture pieces in in our room. And I was getting that vision of how pretty this upholstered bed was going to be the centerpiece of the room. And how all the other pieces of the bed were going to fit together. Get to the last box. And Bill says, where is the hardware to put it all together? Nothing. So we go through and search through all the boxes. The hardware pack isn't there. The large headboard and footboard make up those visible pieces of this bed. But the invisible pieces, the nuts, bolts, and screws, are crucial to making this bed functional. Now that is how it is with the family of God, the body of Christ, the church. Every person, every part is necessary. And we can't say to one part, I don't need you. There is no lesser part or lesser gift. If you don't show up and bring your gifts, the body of Christ cannot function as well as it's meant to do. All of us, together, we are stronger together. That upholstered headboard might be beautiful up front, but useless without the other parts. Some of us might look at the pastor and think, He or she preaches the word and is therefore way more spiritual than me. They have more gifts. Or the elder that seems to discern God's voice and have a special relationship with God. And you might think, I can never have that sort of role in the church. But Paul reminds us, does everyone pastor? Do all have the gift of discernment? No, of course not. So any of those gifts you might think are more spiritual are actually not any more spiritually superior than having the gift of encouragement or administration or hospitality or helping or doing skits or cooking food or or doing puppets, whatever gift you have. The point is, figure out how God has gifted you and wired you and serve and do that. Don't think that you are too young or too old, not good enough or smart enough. You have something to offer. Our Old Testament lesson was from Joshua 1.9. It might be a very familiar verse. Joshua was a very young leader. You might know this story. Moses had just died, and Joshua was supposed to take the reign and lead the people of God into the promised land. He was young. He was inexperienced. He had become behind a great and powerful leader. Can you imagine coming behind Moses? Joshua was feeling overwhelmed by his calling. And yet God says to him, he commands him, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Why? Because you have great gifts? Because you're smart and talented and people like you? Because you went to a good college and you've climbed your way to the top. No, be strong and courageous because the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. God is the one who equips you and strengthens you. God is the one who does God's work through you. And most of the time, God's best work is done when we are weak and insecure and when we feel helpless. Because, newsflash, it is not about you and it's not about me at all. 
participating in the work of Christ and being his witness is all by God's grace. God displays his greatest power and glory through our weakness. Praise God. We can be courageous and be willing to be used by God because God is with us. Alone, we may feel inadequate, but with God, we are stronger together. And so we can't say, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too inexperienced, I'm too broken. God is with you. Be strong and courageous. I want you to think about some of your meaningful experiences that you might have had through the church. Hopefully you've had at least one, hopefully many. As I think back through some of my growing up years in the church, I remember this one particular Sunday school teacher, probably when I was in fifth grade. Now, I don't remember his name. I don't remember any lessons he taught or even if he taught lessons because I sort of remember he was just you know, one of those support volunteers just to be in that classroom. But what I do remember is that one day he came into the Sunday school class and handed me a book. It wasn't a Christian book. It was a a book of fiction. And he had noticed that I was that quiet, shy girl in that Sunday school classroom that didn't quite fit in, that felt a little, little awkward, that was sitting in a large class with people that did not look like me. And the book, as I read, he also noticed that I loved to read. And when I read that book... It was all about a story of a girl, an Asian girl in Alaska, who was trying to find her place to fit in. And in that small way, he was sharing with me, I see you, I know you, and God has a place for you here. That was one meaningful experience. I remember my youth choir, my choir director, David Davidson, who always emphasized that singing in church wasn't performing. It was leading in worship. That totally shaped my understanding of why we go to church. Not to get something out of it, but for us to serve and to worship the living God. I remember my first communion when I was confirmed. You know, that was such a meaningful experience, receiving that bread and juice for the first time. I don't know who prepared that bread and juice, but somebody did. Somebody prepared that so I can have that experience. It doesn't just magically happen, although for those of us who are ministers, it does magically appear on Communion Sundays. But here, even at FPC, there is someone who prepares the communion meal every time, and her name is Missy Ryan. When I got married in my home church, I was grateful for the beautiful sanctuary in which I got to walk down the aisle. Many, many people I never knew, years and years before me, had raised money to build that church to the glory of God. Some of my most significant life events happened in that sanctuary. And for you, in this sanctuary, that many, many faithful people before you stood and gave to make this happen. Many possible, uh, many things possible because people gave. I remember getting a card when my grandmother died from the prayer team at my church, from someone I didn't even know. I was so touched that she wrote that she was praying for me by name. Someone prayed and wrote that card. So think about all the ways that you have found meaning and been touched by the Spirit through the church. Yes, it was God who touched you, 
But God did that through a person, a member of Christ's body, the church. And friends, all of you are a part of his body too. Your gifts are important. Your contributions are important. All the people leading in worship today, the choir, the band, the liturgists, the children, children's ministry leaders, everyone, they are just like you. Busy lives, maybe they don't always feel qualified to be up here, but they said yes. Serving in different roles in the church, they are here, um, and you might look around you and notice that someone is sitting next to you with a name tag on that says Outreach, George Mason, it might say a deacon or a prayer ministry. All of us are part of the body of Christ. And remember, it's not just the visible roles that are important. All of us have roles and contributions to make. There are many opportunities for you right here at First Presbyterian Church to get involved. If you have a phone, which I hope a lot of you do, I want you actually to pull it out right now. I know, in worship. Pull out your phone in worship. Because I just want to show you how easy it is for you to find ways that you can plug in to the ministry of First Presbyterian Church. Did you know that our church has a website? So take out your phone, and I want you to type in in your web browser, fpcrichmond.org. See, I've already done that up here. fpcrichmond.org. And your, the homepage should come up. Now, some of you are experts at navigating websites. And others of you may have trouble finding where you can find an opportunity for Sunday school or how to plug in. If you notice on the very top left corner of your screen, there is a little magnifying glass. And you can type in that box. That's that search box. Go ahead. You can type in Sunday school. If you type in Sunday school, up pops the fall offerings for this year. Not only can you get involved in a Sunday school class or a Bible study, you may want to volunteer your gifts and teaching with children. Or how about this? You can type in, which I just did, giving. And voila, there's room for you to go ahead and make your stewardship pledge for this year. This website is a wonderful resource for you to figure out how God might be calling you into the life and ministry of First Presbyterian Church. Friends, this is us, First Presbyterian Church, quirks and all. Sure, you might not have a senior pastor right now, but in every family there are seasons of loss and confusion, but also seasons of new life and opportunity and growth. It's not the senior pastor alone that makes us the body of Christ. Paul asks, if all were a single member, where would the body be? The body of Christ is all of you. You and you and you and you and you. And if you're new here, we welcome you into the fold and say, there is a place for you here too. This is who we are. This is us. This is our church family. And we are all stronger together. Teresa of Avila wrote, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. 
Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands. Yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are his body. Church, family of God, be strong and courageous. Let's be the church, the body of Christ, using our gifts. Because God is with us, whatever we do, wherever we go. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.